All right, so Courtney, we have another guest this afternoon. Yes. This is Mark Hennis. He is the Special Project Supervisor at the Capital Area Intermediate Unit. Welcome, Mark. Hi. Welcome. Great to be here. So, my first question is, I see Capital Area Intermediate Unit, and I'm not exactly sure what that is. Okay. So, so it's all yours. Intermediate units are what Pennsylvania calls educational service agencies. Almost every state has something of an educational service agency. Okay. New York calls them BOCES, Ohio yep. calls them Educational Service Center. Uh, Pennsylvania just happens to call them intermediate units. So there are 29 of us across the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, each of us have our own geographic responsibility. So we are located right near the state capital of Harrisburg. Mm -hmm. So we have a three and a plus county region there. Uh, we have 24 school districts. We have two career tech centers. We have 60 non-public schools um, that we provide regional support services to. Most of the support services are special ed related. I'd say out of our 500 person organization, 400 of us are special ed. And so we have PhD psychologists, we have speech language therapists. We do some direct services to students. Uh, we also um, send teachers out to the school districts so we can work with students in those school districts. But we run our own building and all of that. I'm on the other side of the organization, so I work in the curriculum services department. Mm -hmm. okay. So we provide um, training and support services for the school districts. We provide instructional technology coaching. Um, we provide an online learning solution. We provide wow. all kinds of things. We have our own tech department. We run our own server room. Have our own wide area network. Um, all that kinds of stuff. Wow. Okay. So, so are, I, I'm a little unfamiliar with the with the units still. Courtney okay. nodded her head when you talked about New York. Or yeah, I'm from, from New York. York. So as soon as yeah. you said Bosies, I was like, I know exactly yeah, what you mean. Okay. Yeah. So is it is it part of like the like a state department or or a, a coalition of districts? Um, so we are actually. It's hard to understand, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We, I don't get it. We. That's all right. That's, <laughs> all right. that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I know. Maine we don't have. Doesn't it. really have something. As compar comparable. Well, when I was yeah. when I was yeah, hearing, really it's like a consolidation of services that you, you said special ed a lot that you can support support those. So it's yeah, yeah I, I would agree with that. Yeah, so we do a lot of consortium approach to services. Gotcha. We do some purchasing and all of that. We are actually chartered by the state. We are required to exist by the state. State law says here's what intermediate units are. Gotcha. Um, we are public school employees. We participate in the public school retirement system. Okay. Um, we have teachers that are certificated. Uh, we have an association of our employees. Um, so we're like a school district, but we can't grant diplomas. Gotcha. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. Thank okay. you very much. Great. So we were talking just before we started that you have a new, really, initiative mm -hmm. from CIAU. Um, could you talk a little bit about what this is? Sure. So as a special projects guy, I get to do new startup kind of initiatives. Um, things that either the district or our own staff says, hey, what about this? This is a need we have. Uh, we need some help. It exceeds our capacity. So go figure it go. out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> go. And the, and the watch starts. So one of the things that we're working on now is um, leader development. Yep. And my little contribution on that is I'm blogging twice a month. Um, I call it the Ed Leader Notebook. Um, I do have a military background, and so I try to start my 500 to 1,000 word essay um, with the 
an anecdote, a story of my military background um, that I then try to translate into um, the educational community. Wonderful. And then each of the um, uh, blogs ends with kind of a best practices. You'll see kind of a post-it note at the bottom, um, just so how to implement it. Some some good ideas, quick tips on how to implement. It. And so this goes to all of the building leaders and administrators, or it's, I mean, it's out on the web for anyone, obviously. Um, but how does how does this interface with kind of the other projects you do, or is it kind of stand on its own? So there are some other leader development initiatives we have in the works yeah. um, that this is one part of. Okay. Uh, we do a number of things. One of the services we provide is a convening service. Uh -huh. So we get superintendents together every month. We get curriculum directors together every month, technology directors, special ed directors, and all of that. Uh, we help promulgate best practices. It provides a networking, sharing type thing. So. Um, one of the uh, other initiatives we're offering in addition to, so, so this is an adjunct to that, let me finish that thought. Yeah. <laughs> so this is another way to get some other ideas right. out there in a pretty digestible form. Um, you don't have to work on your master's degree, these are pretty short uh, and they're, they're kind of bulletized right, at the end. Right, so right. Uh, we, we, I try to aim them at each one of those communities so that they're applicable across all of that. Um, the other initiative we're doing is um, I am now a certified executive coach. So we're taking what the business community has been doing, yeah. that of executive coaching, the confidential one-on-one -on -one executive coaching, and we're offering that to the education community as and well. And how are they responding to that? Good. I have um, uh, two clients right now and two others that will be coming on in the springtime. Fantastic. Uh, we start with a set of personality assessments, kind of like a Myers-Briggs on steroids. Great. Um, so we do a personality assessment, we do a leadership 360, and we do an organizational climate. Um, so I then sit down with the client and say, okay, let's look at all this. What do you want to work on? And then over the course of the next um, 10 sessions, 10 one-hour sessions, what do they want to work on? What are skills they want to improve? Um, what are some blind spots that they weren't aware of? What are some, you know, kind of, uh, anyway, things they want to yeah, improve? So, yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah, coaching in general is becoming more of a, um, a role in schools for, for, I coach teachers. Yeah. And so, and coaching leaders is just as important. Yeah. We thought it was a natural fit. We have um, uh, literacy coaches that right. go out to the districts, we have instructional technology coaches. We do a lot with instructional leadership, but we don't do a lot with the organizational leadership. You know, all the interpersonal, the strategic planning, all that kind of right. stuff. So, with my background in the military and now my training um, as an executive coach, we think it's a good fit. So we hope it takes off. Absolutely. Yeah, so are these are these things that that you're doing with these special projects? Is it something you go into schools and and make it happen, or is it just there? And then they come to you, or is it some some type of, of mix? So the, it, you said you have a lot of schools and a lot of, of people working under this unit. So I would say that we our our goal is always to make them successful. So we generally don't provide the direct service. We try to equip them to be more successful. Oh, okay. So for example, we started here the first time I came to INACOL eight years ago. I was researching how to start an online learning program. 
And so researching that, talking to vendors, trying to figure out what are the best practices, talking to other states, and we put together a model that we don't provide the content, we provide the back office administration in order to make the district successful. So we take some of the hardware technology burden off them, we take some of the, you know, how do you sort between 100 different providers of K-12 content, we do that sort of thing. We take care of the billing. We take care of so some of that back office stuff. We take off their shoulders. It's up to them to help the student be successful. So we did that with Doesn't online learning. Doesn't it sound learning. nice? That yeah. sounds like a plan that is so obvious. And I've never so, heard of it. It makes a lot of sense. It, yeah. it really does. It does. Because that's, you're putting the focus on the, the schools can focus on the learners yeah. and not all the other stuff that makes administration go nutty. Right. Right, because it's it's so hard being an administrator because you have a million things to do. Oh, and the education of the kids. Uh, yeah. yeah. So and which, it's sometimes it's which that order. Shouldn't be secondary. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. There's no real need for that. So this is this is really impressive. Yeah. I think one of the we've been doing a lot of these podcasts the last couple of days, and one of one of the keys that that I think we've gotten lately is more of a focus on leadership. Yes. And how that works and how we support. Um, so this fits right in with why, where I think people are. That's where, the next step. Yeah, where step. the conversa- conversations are starting to flow. Yeah. Whereas I don't think that was a, a while ago. You were talking earlier about, you know, we help support the teachers with, with all the right. coaches. Right. Uh, we support the systems change. But some of that middle-ish, the, the actual leaders of buildings and things, they, they kind of get overlooked. Right. Because there's just not enough time for them. So we just kind of, well, we'll just focus on the kids. We'll get the system set up. And there are all of these building leaders that are just, hey, what about me? Yeah. And, and a lot of the preparation for administrators is focused on the instructional leadership, which is important. And I it don't want to take, take anything away from that. Yep. But that is one part of their portfolio of responsibilities right. they have. They still have, I mean, they have to hire people. They have to fire people. They have to, you know, evaluate them. They have to look, take a systemic approach. Um, they're involved in budgeting right. and purchasing and all that other stuff right. that, that I don't think our system prepares them for, and that's kind of the niche we're trying to fill. I, I, you're absolutely, I talk about this with my superintendent all the time, that we are, we're former teachers who have just moved into administration, and now we're responsible for budgets and hiring, firing, and human resources, and you, you, you manage that backroom stuff, and that's not our training in any way, shape, or form, right. and it's hard. And I can see why a lot of places struggle. So this is a model that is obvious. We should do this in all the states, Courtney. All the states. Especially Maine, because that's where we are. <laughs> so Wait, shouldn't we do it alphabetically? Do we... <laughs> we'll be we'll start with Maine and move no, on well, from yeah, there we'll and then go, go zip we'll, around. We'll go okay. with age. age <laughs> population age. Maine wins that one. We the oldest population in the states. Old and not very many of us. 1.3. I know. Anyway. So, yeah. So, this is, this has been a fascinating conversation about what you do. Uh, there is one last question that we ask all of our all of our podcast guests. Uh, uh, you can see from our buttons here that we talk about what's your biggest do-do yes. of personalized education. So, if there's one thing that you can give advice for about personalized learning and how anything you want, really, what's the one piece of advice you'd give our listeners? So... Uh, I have a 1A and a 1B. Awesome. So the 1A is start with a vision first. So you have to know where you're going 
And although it may lack clarity, you won't know where exactly you're going to be at the end of five years, at the end of your transformation process. Start with the vision first. If you get the vision right or close to right, and then backwards plan from that, look at the intermediate steps, that's how you're going to get there. Um, the second piece is creating that vision. This is the 1B. The creating that vision should be a collaborative process. Absolutely. This should not be a trip to the mountain and come down with you know two stone tablets. Yeah. This should be a collaborative process. Absolutely. Oh, you've dealt with that administrator. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, we have. Yeah. Yes, I think we all have. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much. That was outstanding. Thank you so much, Mark. My pleasure. It was great to talk with you.